Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN, where we have in-depth conversation with Illinois Wesleyan Titan coaches throughout all the sports, throughout all the season. Right here on 88.1 WESN. Coming up, your host, Derek Bowman. Good evening and welcome to the Titan Coaches Show. I'm Derek Bowman, your host. First of all, I got to apologize. Last week when this show aired, at the time of the airing, we knew that the game was postponed. We were unable to uh, get that word out to you, but at the time we recorded, we did not know the games were postponed. Hopefully, tonight's games, uh, the women playing at North Park and the men hosting Milliken, hopefully both of those games will be taking place. The women will be on radio right here on 88.1 WESN or on IWU dot edu slash wesn those are two places you can go to listen to the women's game or watch the men's game on iwsports.com go to the men's basketball schedule and click on the video link there or look for video from that spot and you can watch that game as eric stock and joel swanson will be on the call of the game as the titans take on the big blue and i will be on the call of the game from north park north side of chicago as the women take on North Park. Both of those games, pregame 645 and the tip at 7. Speaking of those games, coming up first will be Coach Smith of the women's basketball team. We'll talk with her. We'll also talk with Coach Rose, who will not be at the game tonight, but we'll talk to him about that and a few other things with the men's. And then we're going to talk with Coach Fish of the swim program here at Illinois Wesleyan and some of the history and the successes that have happened here and looking forward a little bit as they get ready to wrap up their season. But coming up next is Coach Smith from Illinois Wesleyan Women's Basketball. You are listening to Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. Tonight's sponsor guest list is brought to you by Carl Hospital. Carl Hospital asking you to mask up and tighten up, try and stay safe, and be healthy. Welcome to the Coaches Show. I'm Derek Bowman. Joining us again as last week is Coach Maya Smith of the women's basketball team. And Coach Smith, it's been a, a crazy week. We'll just put that all starting with uh, last Wednesday night. We had the show. We thought we were going to have basketball when we recorded it. And then the game got postponed until Monday night. And we're recording this before that show, so we don't even know what's happened. But let's talk about Carthage on Saturday. You went up to Tarbell Arena, and the ladies came to play. They did, and I told them in our team meeting on Sunday afternoon how proud I was of their effort. I felt like they were really locked into the game plan. We knew that we did not want a half-court game with Carthage because they're very good in their half-court stuff. So we needed to make it a full-court game. We did just that. Our run and jump was really good I felt probably one of the best times we've executed our run and jump in the full court so really good well you talked about wanting to uh, run and push it I believe I saw you outscored them 18 to 2 on fast break points I would say you got your running done we did we were like I said we were able to throw ahead we were able to utilize our speed because you know we're not tall we're just fast so that's what we had to put it into play and thought we were really good at it Last week we talked about your defense, and as I continue to look at stats, 24 points off of turnovers in that game also. So the defense, again, stepping up big. Yeah, our, like I said, our press was really, really good. Our run and jump was clicking on all cylinders. I think the team had bought into the fact that we knew we would struggle if we had to play a half-court defensive game. So 
watching them in their full court press was really exciting and it was fun and they were excited to be able to have some success with it well a couple times earlier this season you had games back-to-back days you had the uh Midwest Classic that you had here. You had the trip out to Oregon where you played back-to-back days. And now you're in the midst of three games in five days, four games in seven days. How does having played back-to-back games help for this stretch of the season? Um, you know what? You, you still have to prepare. You still have to plan. But we talked at length right before this stretch started that we knew we were going to have to go out and just play basketball the way basketball needs to be played. We could prepare as much for teams as we thought we possibly could, but lineups are changing with the COVID issue running through teams at different times. Lineups are changing. Uh, The team we play against Elmhurst, they may have only eight to 10 players available on their roster. And, you know, just throwing it out there, we're really grateful for Elmhurst willingness to go ahead and get this game in early, whether they're full strength or not. I mean, they, they want to do what is good for the best of the conference, and I think that that's, that's really admirable. Well, and I, I think the conference overall is pretty good about, about doing things and rescheduling. I know the, on the men's side we'll be talking with Coach Ron Rose a little bit later that you know they've, they've had to rearrange their schedules quite a bit also getting things done. They did not make the, the trip up to Kenosha for the Carthage game. But uh, you mentioned COVID. I'm just going to call health in general. Um, you've had the opportunity or the misfortune or whatever you want to call it of having times this season of playing without players, whether they didn't make a trip with you or for whatever reason they were not there. How is that as a head coach trying to figure out what the rhythm of the team is but always constantly changing who your, who your players are? You know, it's, it's a constant headache. And I, you would think that maybe one player might not make a difference, but – with this team that we have this year, each individual player has a certain strength that we are really relying on. You know, we played without Mallory Powers um, for the latter part of the Pacific game. We played without her against Carthage. We miss her three-point shot. We miss her long length on defense. So, you know, just different things like that, having to figure out who's going to step up. Our players that are already in the ball game going to add to their game to make up for some of those deficiencies. But the thing I do like about this team is I've never went into a game even when we've been shorthanded, two players, one player, three players at times, I have never felt like we were out of a ball game because I think the rest of us can step up and get it done. And I do think it'll make us stronger by the end of the year if we can stay healthy. And right now, we are. Well, I would say probably two years ago, with your coaching career that you've had, the, the experience that you had, you would have thought you'd had experienced just about everything <laughs> coaching. And here you are having to revamp and figure out – I mean – you have injuries throughout the year regularly, but not at the rate with the illness and everything else and COVID and all that and all the changes. Um, after all the, the years of coaching that you've had, how has that changed your look at how you do things this last year and a half? You know, Derek, this is a great question for me because I totally rely back on my faith. And so I just know that it's the plan. It's not determined by me so it's the plan I'm giving and now let's just try to move forward with it it's it's that simple sometimes I don't always express how grateful I am just to have opportunities whether it's without certain kids Um, and certainly injury is is hard on a coach because you just feel for that player you feel for your team you feel for the family but I've just relied I just rely back on my faith and sometimes I don't always show it as good as I can but right now, my team is understanding that, and I think that they're on board with the same philosophy. Well, and I, I think that's a, a great philosophy to have, obviously, because I'm also a man of uh, a lot of faith. 
but uh, what what confidence that is for the girls with them knowing that hey we're going to deal with it it's nothing we can change it's nothing we can fix so we're just going to move forward instead of sitting here whining and moaning about it we're, we're going to go forward and do and we have seen them the second okay it's not the second I guess it is the second half of the season but halfway through what you've already played it seems like things have clicked ever since that uh, wash you game that they've really taken the mindset to to really do hey whatever we're dealt we're going to deal with yes I love that you you picked on the wash you game because that is that has been a turning point for us even the halftime mm-hmm. moving into the second half of the wash you game that has been a turning point for this team and love their effort, love their desire to help each other get better. And, you know, I can say this. Our freshmen are growing at a rapid rate because of our seniors. And it's just, and our upperclassmen. I just, I'm enjoying this team. I've mentioned that to you before. Yes, how you much, have. you know, I've had great teams in the past where, you know, it's just so wonderful to watch them win. And you're, you're just ramped up from that euphoric, you know, winning those big games. And this team has me ramped up because they are just so much fun to be around. And they, they are a lot of fun. And as, as little as I get to interact with them because of the whole COVID thing and, you know, um, at the game, well, when this airs, the game at North Park and the game Elmhurst on Monday night, um, I know COVID protocol and a lot of our fans aren't able to go to those games, which we're making sure we get it on radio so that they can hear it and hear our call and, and get to feel it from there but the interaction I've been able to have before COVID and now uh, with some of them they're just a wonderful group of ladies they always always seem to have that smile on their face (laughs) Um, I I can think of talking with Katie Eck Uh, one time she you know I asked her you know are you ready she's like I think so I and I looked at her and she's like no let me back that up I know (laughs) I'm ready I'm I'm excited And, and she just changed her air and has that confidence always a smile on her face and, and that goes with every player I've, I've worked with well I, I really appreciate that and that it's a it's a testament to their families and a testament to the girls um, I know we're working with good families whenever we're out there recruiting you know a lot of people say well go get talent I want to go get great families I want to get girls that come from just you know where family is what it's all about and they're teaching excellent values and I really feel like that's what we've got I know a lot of people talk about the culture of the team that is something I've knock on wood I've never had to deal with but we try to look for that when we're out there recruiting and again it's just a blessing to be able to work with those girls now sometimes you correct me I'm going to correct you you do deal with the culture of the team <laughs> but it's because of the culture that you set that you don't have to deal with the bad culture of a team well, so you, you do a great job making a you. great culture well thank you I appreciate that now this is the part where we usually get to the show that you you don't like because I always ask about games coming up that's the not not the you know, not the next game and that. <laughs> and with when we're recording before the Elmhurst game, but it's going to be played right before the North Park game. Instead of going into individual games, let's talk about the conference. Right now, going into the Elmhurst game, you're undefeated at 4-0. Milliken's 5-0. They got the extra game on you. You're making that up against Elmhurst by the time this airs. Uh, both will have five games in. As you, as you work your way through conference, we talked last week about no game being an easy game. No game being even, – even the teams that are at the bottom of the conference, you can't just walk in and assume you're going to win. So how do you keep the, the girls from walking into a game against the Elmhurst game on Monday night where they may only have seven or eight players and your young ladies thinking, okay, this is going to be an ease. We had the game on Saturday. Let's take it easy tonight so we can get ready for Wednesday. How do you, how do you keep them focused and not take it for granted? Well, 
it's a constant piece of work. I will I will tell you that um, it's constant effort. And Brian and I are doing the best job we possibly can just to keep them focused one game at a time. Take it one game at a time. Um, I think if if you're looking at what happened last year, only getting able to play ten games, I think they already have an idea that hey, at any minute this rug could be yanked out from underneath us. So let's go into this game with everything we got. We talk about emptying our tank. We talk about taking our lunch pail to work. You know, we're just going to go out. We're going to go to work. We're going to try to have as much fun as we can doing it. And again, I just I think the senior leadership on this team has really helped with all of those things. Well, and as a, a former broadcasting colleague of mine says, they're only what 21, 22 at the oldest, <laughs> down to eighteen. You know, when we were that age, we were never <laughs> tired. So, you know, they can recover very quickly for the next game. Yeah. Leave it all out there. That's what they want. <laughs> That's what they probably think to themselves. But what they want us to believe as coaches is, hey, we need this day off. But it's always good. <laughs> we do like to watch their legs. We do like to watch their their mental approach. You know, do they seem mentally fatigued as well as physically fatigued? And I do think that over my years of coaching, I've become more aware of that. So we always say fresh minds, fresh legs. Well, Coach, as always, I enjoy talking with you. And uh, for those who are listening to the show as it's broadcast, I'll be talking to you after the game with North Park. You and me personally, I'll be talking to you the game tonight after Elmhurst uh, since we're recording this on Monday. But again, Coach, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it, Derek. We will, be, we will be right back on Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. This interview with Coach Smith was brought to you by the Fashion Shop in Gibson City home of big city selection and small town prices, and the Holiday Inn Express West, an IHG hotel. Welcome back to the Titans Coaches Show. Joining me now is Coach Ron Rose. And Coach Rose, we are talking by phone because, uh, as a lot of fans know, you haven't played a game in the last week as some games got canceled for COVID protocol, and we're still kind of in that. But we're looking to get things going when this show airs. Hopefully, it's going to be a precursor to the Titans taking on Milliken. But before we get to that game, let's talk about, first of all, in general, mental-wise, how is the team doing since they haven't played since uh, December 30th at Yeshiva? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's certainly a challenging time. Um, you know, part of it is the uncertainty of, of – uh, a little bit going back to last year, are we going to play? Aren't we going to play? Um, uh, but, you know, I, I thought, uh, you know, we could really draw from our experience last year. And even though it was difficult, I thought our players and our team handled it uh, the best we could. Uh, we've, you know, very fortunate. We have a, a really a level-headed, mature group of, of young men on our team and and so you know you can only control what you can control, and, and some things uh, are out of our control. So we're gonna we're, our goal is just to keep the ship moving in the the right direction, and and uh, doing everything we can to get back on the court, hopefully uh, against Milliken on Wednesday. Well, you mentioned last year being some good experience to help prepare for this year. What is probably the biggest lesson or two that you and the team learned last year that is is helping you fight through this time right now? Well, I think perseverance. You know, you've got to persevere. You've got to how you handle the highs and the lows. And I think that's one of the great things you can learn from athletics in general, but certainly during a time where you're trying to play through a pandemic in, in this 
a recent surge and the recent uh, postponement of games. You know, we had it happen last year, and I think uh, consistent with other things that you deal with, you know, if you you've made it through a similar thing before, uh, you know, you'll come out on on the positive end uh, the next time you deal with it. So we're doing the best we can, and uh, we know we're hoping this is a temporary. Uh, kind of pause or postponement in some games, and we hope to get the season back on track as soon as possible. Well, we know that <laughs> the game against Elmhurst is rescheduled for Monday, January 17th. Do we know anything about the carpet? I have not heard um, when that is. Uh, that's uh, That, that decision is made at the conference level in conjunction with the athletic directors. So uh, I know in general – when games are postponed, the first available Monday that both teams can play, that was kind of the, the general idea. So I don't know um, if it will be the 24th, the following Monday, but it will likely be on a Monday, um, you know, following the 17th some point. Well, that if it if it is on the 24th, that's going to lead to some interesting uh, scheduling because you have um, not played since December 30th, so when the team takes the floor on January 15th, it will be over two weeks, almost three weeks before they, since they've had a game. How do you expect that to affect them, especially since there's also been some quarantine going on and everything else? Um, CCIW, no easy games, and you have Milliken coming into the Shirk Center for that game. Yeah, you know, it, 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 um, it, it's difficult to maneuver. Because um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have um, uh, Andy Etheridge uh, as our assistant coach. That's kind of leading the troops right now. Uh, the guys that are healthy, but we have uh, several that are in isolation, like myself, um, and somewhat staggered based on uh, when our results came in. And so we're going to have different guys in and out of practice here for a while, and and so. You know, one of the keys is everybody in the program, and we've we've always felt this way, has to be ready uh, to step in and be ready to go if your number is called. And and I have perfect confidence in Coach Etheridge leading and and keeping the guys that uh, uh, have tested negative and are healthy uh, to stay in shape and and continue to get better. And then, you know, the challenge will be as guys – uh, get out of the COVID protocol and get back in, in the groove that we're just going to have to, you know, in any season you deal with injuries, this is an extreme case of that, that we have just more guys that are going to be kind of in practice and out of practice and in games and out of games. And so everyone has to keep themselves ready and, and uh, uh, prepared in case their number is called. Well, you mentioned that, you know, everybody in the program needs to be ready to go, and you've had some opportunity for the um, players who don't necessarily dress for the varsity games to get out there and get some experience, and you, you've got some really good players that are freshmen and underclassmen uh, that are, are working their way, and they're going to be the future of this team, and that future might be, you know, Wednesday night for some of them. But uh, mm -hmm. how important is that to continue to recruit when you already have such a good team and convince guys that, hey, okay, you may not get to play a lot your freshman year on varsity because we have these guys who are really good, but still get them to, to buy into the program so they're ready to step in when it's time. Well, you, you want to be part of a good program. And, uh, you know, at college basketball, uh, 
whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior, you are competing. And you're you're competing for a varsity uniform. You're competing for varsity playing time. And uh, we're very far, fortunate that uh, those freshmen, sophomores that haven't played themselves into the varsity rotation yet, we're very aggressive in playing a varsity reserve schedule. Uh, we've had several of those already. And I think that is one of the reasons that we've been able to maintain um, a level of consistency and a level of competitiveness throughout the years is that uh, we really take great pride in, in working with all the players in our program, helping them develop. And in times like this, I think uh, we, we hope that really pays off. Well, I mentioned that you're going to have about two and a half weeks here without a game. And then in the next two and a half weeks, you could be playing seven games. If that game's on the 24th, uh, the game against Milliken, and then starting on Saturday, three games in five days, and then the next Saturday, three games in five days again. Um, how much is the, for those who have been out, is their endurance going to be a matter in that, or are they young enough that, hey, they just don't get tired and they keep right on going? <laughs> well, it, certainly there's going to be an impact. Now, I, I have been so impressed with uh, our players from the jump in terms of when they showed up on campus, how fit they were, how they take care of themselves. And, uh, you know, I, I hope the guys that are in isolation have somewhere at home a treadmill, uh, a bike, uh, something to, to keep themselves in shape. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that they're doing something. They're not just laying around it because I, I believe everyone – um, that I've talked to, our, our players are all feeling well that are in isolation right now. Um, so they've all had mild to no symptoms. And so I think they're they're doing things to kind of keep themselves in shape. And then we'll just, you know, again, we, we've always uh, tried to play eight, nine, ten guys in a rotation, and we're going to have to do that. You know, we won't – we'll have to ease guys back in based on um, the shape that they're in. And and there's still a lot of basketball to be played. You know, we've got January, February, and um, so th there's lots of time left. And, and guys, you know, one of the ways guys get in shape is, is by playing games. You know, it's a great way to get in game shape is you usually feel like you get in game shape by playing a lot of games. And if I'm a, if I'm a guy in college right now, if I'm a, a, a ball player, I want to play three games a week. Guys love to play. And so um, coaches, we're the ones that want to practice and work on things. So if, I, if I'm one of our players, they're probably pretty excited about the opportunity to get a lot of games in in a short time. Well, I've heard a, a lot of players who've had really good coaches say that games are easier than practices. That's why they want to play the games, because they're easier. And I'm, I'm going to guess some of your uh, practices are harder than the games also. Uh, along along those ways, but you mentioned games in January and February. Yet yeah, it, it, you kind of hesitated there. Hopefully March also, right? Well, we hope March also, and and uh, you know, hey, we I, I've always believed this, and, and this is really going to take on a, a life of its own as you play one at a time. You focused on the, the opponent that is directly in front of you, and uh, it's amazing how the the seasons always evaporate, how quickly they go when you take that approach, but um, you, you can't look two, three, you can't start thinking, gosh, we have three games this week. You just take what's right in front of you and you go one step at a time. And, and uh, this group has done a nice job with that first semester. 
and um, you know we're going to have more games. We we played 11 games. We have 14 regular season games left, so we've got a lot of games uh, yet to be played. Well, Coach, I'm I'm a guy who likes to look for silver lining in things, and as much as I'm disappointed that a couple of your games have been postponed, although hopefully making up and your team's going to get healthy, the silver lining to me is that come February, your guys who've gone through all of this will be healthy and will be able to play, and you're not going to have to worry about them hopefully uh, having to step out again for you know five or ten days on that end. So hope, hopefully that is the way it goes, and you guys will be ready to hit them uh, here later tonight as uh, as this airs on WESN and uh, through the end of January and February. Well, I'm, I'm excited. You know, uh, as disappointed as I am uh, that I will not be at the Milliken game and that we will have several players out. I am excited for those young men that are, are going to have the opportunity to step up and produce for our team. And as the season goes on, uh, your your goal is always to play your best basketball at the end. We're going to hopefully have that opportunity to uh, regain the momentum that we had first semester and, and finish this thing off strongly. Well, Coach, can I take a guess what you're going to be doing at 7 o'clock uh, here on Wednesday night? <laughs> that you're going to be sitting in front of a, a TV or computer, whatever you can uh, stream on, and going to IWSports.com, watching a game and listening to Eric Stock and uh, Joel Swanson call the Milliken game against the Titans. You're 100% right, and, and I I was uh, I was prepared to do that on Saturday, and I'd already kind of prepped my wife that you know I'm I'm not watching this as a spectator. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a room by myself where I can really I, it's it, this is it's going to be uncomfortable. But there, there will not be a bigger Titan fan around as I uh, root on our guys and, and Coach Etheridge to bring this win home. Well, do remember that uh, you do have about a thirty-second delay on that stream. So if you're telling them, you gotta, you gotta have a premonition and tell them ahead of time what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Looking into my crystal ball, huh? Yeah, yep, that, I, that would be exactly right. Well, I told Coach <laughs> Etheridge before I'm not going to bother him. This is. He doesn't need to to have someone looking over his shoulder. He he's more than capable, and we're very fortunate. This is year eight uh, that that uh, Coach Etheridge has been in the program, so um, he's 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 uh, he's more than capable of of doing this without any input from me. Well, I I realize that uh, everybody who's listening to this as it plays on air, they're not going to be able to do what I'm going to tell you to do tonight to relax. It being Monday night. Um, just kick back, relax, go to uh, 88.1 and turn on the women's game and, and listen to that since I know you won't listen to them Wednesday when you're watching the men. There you go. That's a great idea. That is a great <laughs> idea, Derek. I will do that tonight. All right. And and then, then critique my call of the game for that also. <laughs> I, I take all I, – I love to get to some some instruction, what I miss, and, and things like that. So, Coach, we – we uh, we pray that you're going to be back with us here uh, on the sidelines soon, and uh, all the players will be back, and uh, let's get some Titan victories. That sounds great. Thanks for having me on, Derek. That is Coach Rose. We will be back on 88.1 WSN Titan Coaches Show as we get ready to talk with the swim coach, Coach Fish. This interview with Coach Rose was brought to you by Nap Kitchens and Custom Cabinetry located in Forest, Illinois, along with Munns Hermes and Associates Incorporated Insurance Coverage. 
Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show as we shift gears from hard court to the pool. We're talking with Teresa Fish, the head swim coach at Illinois Wesleyan. And uh, Coach Fish, we thank you for taking some time and joining us. I thank you for having me. We're having a lot of fun over there at the pool. Well, it's... Uh, I bet they get wet a lot yeah. in that. My my background, as we were talking off air, is not swimming, but I know you've had some success here at Illinois Wesleyan, and we want to talk about that. You're about two-thirds through the season. Uh, you have a couple, about three meets coming up yet, maybe four, depending on we talked men or women before conference championship. Kind of summarize the season for us and tell, tell us how things have been going. Uh well, it's great to be back in the pool, for one, um, with the COVID stuff from last year. And I will say the very first practice, looking down at the swimmers in the pool, all at the same end, um, talking and laughing, it made t- I got tears in my eyes because that's what it's all about, is them socializing and having an outlet for um, their athletic ability, but also as a social outlet. So that was a big part of uh, first semester for me and for the team was just being able to compete. You could tell just an extra fire underneath them that they were just glad to be back in the pool. Yeah, and it it had to be tough being out for, uh, what were you out for, a year, year and a half without competition? Yeah, we had a little bit. Um, I think we had three meets last year, um, but it was just different. You know, uh, I even said like at the beginning of this season, I felt like they were a little bit, um, it was like zombies because they didn't want to put their whole feelings into it until we had our first competition. And then they were like, okay, we are here. We can do this um, and do it together. So it was a lot different than last year. And we had a great training trip down in Florida. Um, We just got back and they worked really, really hard. And I think that's just carrying over from there. Uh, Once things are taken away, you, you don't want to take things for granted anymore. So Every day was a special day down there. Well, the training trip down in Florida. You got to tell. I used to live in Florida. You got to tell me where in Florida did you go? We go to Venice, which is south of um, Tampa and Sarasota, but north of Fort Myers. Well, Venice is, it's got a lot of canals, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't swimming in the canals. You <laughs> no. were in the pool. We were in the pool, and we've been going the same pool for twenty six years, and so they're very welcoming, and they. We have specific times that we get to work out, which are nice. We don't have to get up real early or stay till 9 o'clock at night. So, um, And we have our competition down there, which is a bunch of relays just to make it fun. And um, so we swam against another college. So that, that had to be a lot of fun. Now, swimming is one of those individual team sports where – when you're in the pool, you don't have somebody who can throw you the ball or, or do anything with it. You're, you're by yourself in the pool swimming in that. How does the, the team interact? How, does it be, how do you make it more of a team sport where they cheer each other on, they're pulling for each other, and they help lift each other up to new heights? It's happening every day in practice, honestly. Like, they race each other in practice, um, and they challenge each other. Hey, come on on this one. Let's go. Uh, and that's where the team comes in because doing a workout on your own is just not the same. And when they have to do it, they hate it. Uh, it's all about being with your teammates every day, going through the, it's, it's a conditioning sport. Um, you know, so we have meets, but our meets are made to practice our races when really all you put all your eggs in one basket and that's our conference championship. So right now we're conditioning and getting in the best shape possible we come back from Florida, and I call them the lean, mean, green machines because that's what we did down in Florida. We just were um, all about increasing our athleticism 
and getting better in the pool. So swimming is in a sense like track in the, in the idea that as the season goes on, you are working to peak at the end of the season for you for conference and then nationals hopefully a month later to hit that second peak um, as you got about a month in between conference and nationals. Yeah, correct. We, um, we, like we have another week and a half of hard training before we start really tapering off and getting our bodies really ready for um, our our final championship. And it, I would say that um, we call it, they call it the Titan Taper, um, <laughs> and uh, it works really well. They'll drop a lot of time. They'll have a lot of fun at conference. Uh, coach Tommy our assistant coach and I look at each other we call them goosebump swims when they just swim like in a zone and uh, do some things that you you probably like we know what they're capable of but they don't always uh, think that way and so when they do it it's uh, yeah the smiles the cheers the fist bumps it's awesome well and I just thought of this now as there's as they're swimming at meets I know running track and things like that the athletes can hear the crowd and they can draw from that how much do they hear while they're in the pool uh can they hear the crowd does that build them up can they hear their teammates or is it their their ears are enough into the water that they they don't catch that no they usually do hear uh uh it's loud enough for one um and they may not hear specific things but they hear uh we do tom coach tommy and i will do hand signals on the side of the pool so they know certain things that they need to think about if it's a longer race but they do hear the crowd and and the team really does get behind them they are standing on the side of the pool and cheering for them so so that's where some of the teamwork comes in is that they're there they got to know each other now they're not just cheering for their teammate it's their friend it's their brother or sister in arms and and doing that battle how much does that florida trip continue uh contribute to that family feeling uh wow that's it's almost indescribable uh how um because when we're in florida they don't have family they don't have their other friends it's just the team so they're playing cards by the pool they're um they're looking at each other for support and uh getting from one practice to the next practice we do two practices a day and they're um cooking meals together they're doing everything as a team and so it's it does really carry over into this part of our our training and and into the conference championship because we have you know a team goal at conference um and it takes everybody and and i said when we get back on the weekends they're hey what you know they're watching a movie or they're getting together as a group until we hit conference and then um work is loaded work is done we took care of business now so. that, that is awesome <laughs> and and probably after if you win a, a a championship or something like that probably gather and, and celebrate <laughs> a little bit together too oh yeah so. we, we celebrate even without a conference chair we celebrate every because we have the personal best and everything and the work that they put in it um they they deserve a lot of pets on the back so yeah and and some of them you know they may get third but if it's a personal best by a, a decent amount of time that's still definitely something to celebrate yeah and i i would say some of my favorite stories are those not necessarily yeah. our national champions but the ones that came in had no expectations and they just you know all of a sudden they're top eight at conference and it's because they worked hard and they bought into the program and the 
what we do and put their whole heart into it, and it, that's really gratifying to them and to the coach. Now, just so everybody knows, national champions are still cool, though. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we have one, Meg Stanley, but <laughs> now, we're looking for now, more. I'm going to go back in a little bit. You said you were when you were down in Florida, they'd play cards by the pool, and i got to ask this. So, like, back at a hotel or wherever you're staying, yeah. they hang out at the pool? Yes, they do, <laughs> and they'll actually get in the water. They don't swim laps, <laughs> but uh, we usually have a football or frisbee and stuff. And of course, we make our trips to the beach, and uh, that's you know watching them play sand volleyball. Swimmers playing sand volleyball. I'm like, don't get hurt, don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's kind of like uh, the volleyball coach watching the the volleyball team get into the pool and horsing around. Don't get hurt, don't get hurt. Whether you know they're doing the uh, people up on the shoulders, chicken fights, mm -hmm. or or anything, water polo or whatever they might be doing. So that I'm, I'm sure every coach has that anytime <laughs> athletes are doing a sport that's not within their sport. Yep. So that's going on. Over the years, what are some of your best memories of coaching here at Illinois Wesleyan? Um, it's, let's see, when the men won their conference championship, that was early, early in my career. But uh, knowing that they could get to that level, uh, I – I, like I mentioned, a lot of my memories are some of those ones that you don't expect. I had a swimmer come in that um, had times, it was a male breaststroker, and he wouldn't have even been recruited if he was a female with those times. And he got in the pool, and I'm like, okay, you're smart. You do a 75 yards for every 100 yards that we do, and just, you know, don't get in the way uh swimmers that are doing their stuff anyway and it got he just got better all through all four years but his first conference meet was at our pool and his parents were up behind me behind where the team was sitting behind where I was standing and he finished his race and he got the huge and he's also a very quiet kid so you never knew how he was feeling but he just got the hugest smile on his face and looked up at his parents and I'm I'm sitting here right now just getting tears because those are the fun times yeah, not a conference champion um scored um didn't know he would score but he did score and he got faster all four years too so um he's one of my favorites <laughs> and those, i have a lot of those kind of stories those are those are great stories and we'll have to we'll have to share some of those or mm -hmm. i'll get to hear some of those in my junior high coaching and all that and teaching days i i definitely get where you're coming from on that now uh, before we ramp up uh, we did mention conference championships coming up in February, NCAAs coming up in March. Who are uh, some of your student athletes who who are looking like they might be peaking at that time that, that's looking like uh, might be team leaders for you? Uh, we have Ellen Gilbert returning. She's a senior, um, was All-American her freshman year. Unfortunately, sophomore year it got canceled five days before, uh, but she would have been All-American because she was ranked in the top. 10 that year and then last year as well she was ranked so um lauren Federson is a junior breaststroker uh she uh also made a qualifying time last year but didn't get to go um and then our relays on the women's side we have a, a few options our 800 free relay hannah murray megan wong uh, natalie veda um they're all sophomores and one senior yeah and then on the men's side uh ethan louder is a sprinter for us um looking for him to at least make the um what's called a b cut where you uh it's consideration time but you may not actually make it into the meet um he's only a sophomore so i'm hoping by his senior year he'll 
he'll make it up to All-American. Um, and then uh, a person to watch is Mason McCauley because he's a senior, and you never know what a senior is going to do. And he's made a, uh, a B cut previously in his event, so uh, he could go crazy. He's kind of that person that finishes his races like ridiculous, if he, especially if he's in a race. So I'm um, anxious to see what he can do. Well, we look forward to that, and hopefully uh, that and, you know, a few of those surprises pop up also in the meet there. But uh, we do appreciate you joining us and uh, wish you well the rest of the season. Thank you very much. That is Coach Fish of the swim team here at Illinois Wesleyan. That is going to wrap things up, and hopefully tonight I am right this time. Last week the games got postponed uh, after we recorded the show, but hopefully we will have some basketball coming up tonight. On the radio will be the women at North Park, and streaming on video, it will be the men hosting Milliken, and hopefully we'll bring home two Titan victories tonight, and hopefully the uh, swim team will uh, have a lot of success also as the season goes on. You've been listening to the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. This Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coach interview was brought to you by Avanti's Italian Restaurant, home of the famous gondola. And Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Bloomington. That will wrap things up here on the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. We want to thank Coach Smith, Coach Rose, and Coach Fish for joining us. Again, coming up, as far as I know, when this was recorded, the Illinois Wesleyan women will be taking on North Park at North Park. I'll be on the call for that game from up in Chicago. And you can hear it right here on 88.1 WESN or go to iwu.edu slash WESN to listen there. The men's game, that's going to be on the video stream at iwsports.com. Joel Swanson, Eric Stock will be on the call for that game. Coach Rose, as you heard in the interview, will not be at the game, but Coach Etheridge will be taking over. I'm sure he will do a great job. Again, thank you to the coaches. Thank you for listening. I'm Derek Bowman, your host of the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN.